All right, everybody, welcome into the Hardly Knowledgeable Podcast. I am Nolan, joined as always by my co-host, Drew. Um, we had a bit of a mishap earlier. We already tried to record this, but Drew is poverty and his um, computer disconnected from the Wi-Fi. So. so you're calling me poverty, but who pays for the Zoom Pro? Oh, yikes. Good job, Drew. Good comeback. I like that. Learn your place. All I got to say. All right. <laughs> uh, the Kansas Jayhawks. That's where that's where we're going to start. I forgot about them. Apologies. Uh, they played a game last weekend, a football game on a football field inside of a football stadium. Uh, they played the Iowa State Cyclones, uh, their football team. Uh, Kansas won 14 to 11, but it's fair to say Iowa State probably should have won that game. They missed their kicker, missed three field goals, left it out on the field. KU took advantage of some short, uh, of some short field situations. Now, I was unable to watch this game because I took a nap, um, from 4 30 to about 7 30 the next morning. So I missed a few football games. Um, but Drew was able to stay up and watch this game. Stay up, I say, like it was late. Uh, Drew, what was your opinion on the Jayhawk-Iowa State uh, game? Uh, yeah, ugly win for sure. Uh, Iowa State got the ball, you know, in field goal range a few times, and KU was able to uh, force in the field goals, which their kicker missed. So that was good by the defense. I thought that – Um. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I feel like if they had made all those kicks and KU was able to hold them to 20, I would have felt like that was a good, still a good defensive performance, which it was. But KU, I think, needs to be able to score more points going forward. That was a pretty bad offensive game. Um, in 10 drives, we were able to get the ball in Iowa State territory in eight of the 10 drives, but a lot of fourth and five or less where we decided to punt and, you know, play a field position, the defense go out there, which I'm – okay with but I just wish we would have been a little more aggressive but came out with a win stormed the field after beating three and two Iowa State so that's cool I guess uh and yeah that was that was really ugly but you know all the games this conference are pretty tough so glad to get a win I would like to say something to all of our KU fan listeners Drew I don't know if you're gonna like this I probably won't that's okay Listen, KU fans, you guys get upset when the Wildcats, when we, our student section, storms the court after beating you guys in basketball. That's what happens. It's almost like a tradition. And it's typically a big win because Kansas is in the top 10. You storm the field two consecutive weeks, once against 4-0 Duke, another basketball school, and then again against 3-2 and Iowa State. Stop storming the field, all right? It doesn't make any sense. You're a better team. You were a better team than Iowa State. You hadn't lost yet, and you were expected to win. That is my storm in the field rant. Yeah, I don't I, – I don't know. Like, normally, KU storms the field against anyone, like, prior to this year because we don't win ever. You know, we win, like, two games a year, sometimes less, sometimes maybe three. So, you know. If they're few, uh, few and far between. I guess I get storm in the field, but we're a good team, so I don't, I don't get storm in the field. I guess maybe it's because you think you're going to be like, you know, it's like, oh, we're going to be ranked. Let's storm in the field. I guess, but I don't know. I don't, I don't like it either. I'd rather not. 
Stop storming the field, KU students. I thought after the Tennessee Tech game, because it didn't storm the field that game, I thought it was done. But, you know, guess not. It's terrible. So. It's embarrassment to your football program. Continuing. College game day is in Lawrence, Kansas this week for the matchup between the two nationally ranked teams. Kansas ranked against the number 17 TCU Horn Frogs. TCU has a first-year head coach, Sonny Dykes. We didn't know how well they how well they would be in his first year. We thought they'd be a bottom half Big 12 team. Uh, they still could, but they smoked Oklahoma last week. A lot of that helped with Dylan Gabriel going out, but still probably would have beaten the Sooners. Max Duggan is playing better. Uh, he is the backup quarterback. The starter went out against Colorado. Max Duggan came in and is playing out of his mind. Um, TCU is favored by six and a half. Uh, we talked about this earlier. Um, I'm actually over a 69. Obviously, over hits. There's no shot the over doesn't hit. It's going to be a lot of points scored. Five and OKU in the booth. Sold out crowd. Give me the Jayhawks by three. I'll take the Jayhawks. Oh, you're taking them this time. Rock chalk, baby. Rock chalk. All right. Well. Interesting. Well, for those that don't know, which is everyone, Nolan picked the opposite the first time we did this. And then, you know, Wi-Fi decided to crap out on my computer for some reason and then had to redo it. So I'm pretty back and forth on this game. Um, I think it's going to be a shootout. I don't think that either defense is great. And I think both offenses are pretty good. I think both offenses are top 20 offenses in the country, I'd say. Um, you know, before the season, I wouldn't have guessed that Max Duggan would be leading a uh, leading a TCU offense. That's really good, but that's where we're at right now. St. Dyke's a really good uh, offensive coach. Um, so I guess I'm going to try to reverse jinx the Jayhawks here. I'm going to take TCU to win. I think TCU has more talent defensively, and I could see – I could see them giving KU a little bit of trouble like Iowa State did last week. So I think it's a shootout, but I think TCU finds a way to win. I'll say uh, 38-35 TCU. So let's hope I'm let's hope I'm wrong. All right, Drew. Uh, for over the past few weeks, we've been keeping track of Big 12 games. Um, I did forget this again at the beginning of the show here. Uh, go ahead and give us the standings before we move on to the Wildcats. All right, so – little recap of last week. So KU, Iowa State, KU won. I picked KU. Nolan picked Iowa State. Uh, K-State, Texas Tech, K-State won. We both picked K-State. OU, TCU, we both picked OU and TCU won, as we just mentioned. Baylor, Oklahoma State, uh, Oklahoma State won. We both picked Baylor. And Texas, West Virginia, we both picked Texas and Texas won. So Three and two week for me, two and three week for Nolan. I am three and six on the year, and Nolan is four and five. So there we go. I just want you to say what I am one more time. You're four and five. Mm, that's better than you. Congrats on your four and five record. Congrats on being better than you. Yep. All right. Moving on to the Wildcats. Uh, they played the Texas Tech Red Raiders, both teams coming off of big wins the week before. Uh, Kansas State started off pretty quick in this game. Uh, they scored in two plays. Um, 
And then they turned Texas Tech over twice. And really, Texas Tech should have been out of the game after the first quarter. Um, Kansas State wasn't able to convert those uh, turnovers into touchdowns. They kicked two field goals. Um, and Texas Tech was back in it at halftime. Coach Kleiman said he kind of ripped into the boys a little bit at half. Uh, got them moving again. Uh, Kansas State scored seven in the third quarter. And then 17, um, 17 in the fourth. We were, uh, the game was tied going into the fourth quarter. It never really felt like Texas Tech was going to win that game. Um, but Kansas State let them hang around. You know, they ended up winning by uh, nine um, thanks to uh, what's his name? The interception at the end. Oh, Brents. Yeah, Julius Brents. Uh, picking the ball off, seals the game, it's over. Adrian Martinez had a really good day running the ball. He actually carried the, carried the ball 12 times for 171 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, threw the ball uh, 19 times, completed 12 passes for 116 yards and one touchdown. That doesn't sound very good, but this team didn't need to throw the ball. This team, when you have Deuce and Adrian Martinez in the backfield and defense has to account for both of them potentially getting the ball, it's almost impossible to stop both these things. So if a team's going to take away the quarterback power run game, we're just going to give it to Deuce. It's it's that simple, and no team is going to be able to take away both of it. Obviously, the passing is going to have to catch up a little bit uh, moving forward, and I think it will. I think it's going to be nece- uh, necessary this weekend. But overall, it was really impressive for Kansas State to go out there and get a win, uh, get a win against uh, Texas Tech this Saturday, this past Saturday. Nothing to say about it. Oh, you didn't ask me. Yeah. Um, I thought when – because Tech tied it up at 20, which I agree, K-State should have – like that could have been 21-0 in like the first quarter and could have been over with. But when Tech got it tied up at 20 and had the ball and missed a field goal, and I feel like if Tech would have made that field goal, they would have had most of the momentum. And I don't know if they would have won, but I think they would have had a decent shot. But – after that, then on third down on the ensuing drive, uh, Adrian Martinez ran for like his 80-yard touchdown, and that was kind of that was kind of game over from there. I mean, there's still still a lot more points to be scored, but that kind of that kind of sealed the deal. But uh, I do think Texas Tech's a good team; they can definitely hang around with good teams, and uh, they almost messed around and won the game. But uh, you know, good win for K State at home. Uh, Adrian Martinez and Deuce combining for over 300 yards rushing. That's pretty uh, it's pretty impressive. So good win for K State. For sure, and I'd like to real talk right now. If Kansas State keeps playing at the level they played this past Saturday, these past two weeks, really, we'll see them in Dallas. I I have no doubt. I mean, I know Oklahoma State and Baylor still stand in the way, but we get Oklahoma State at home, you know, and we get Texas at home. You know, that that three-week stretch of Oklahoma State, Texas, and Baylor will be the toughest and most crucial three weeks if these cats want to make it to Dallas. But I really think they can be competitive in all three games, and they can drop one and feel comfortable still in the Big 12 race, I think. Um, Moving on to next week's game, or this week's game for uh, Kansas State, Farmageddon. 
Wheat versus corn, the battle of the coaches. One coach has proven success and is not considered as good as the other coach doesn't have proven success. Why that is, I don't know. But Chris Kleiman, Matt Campbell, both really know what they want to do. Kansas State is favored by one and a half here, according to ESPN. Um, Caesar Sportsbook, I believe, is what they use. Uh, Yeah, so... I think Kansas State goes into Jack Tri Stadium and wins. Kansas State, last time they were there, got embarrassed. Uh, it was a COVID year. Iowa State was Big 12 runner-up and Fiesta Bowl champion that year. Um, but you can't you – can't Hang take, the banner. Hang the banner, Iowa hang State. Hang the banner. That's right. You, well, they were the most together team. You won the, the regular class. season in the Big 12, which no one ever celebrates, but they do. So, so. you can't replace a Brock Purdy and a Brees Hall and then expect to have no pain. Uh, growing pain they were able to beat Iowa this year um but Hunter Decker's touchdown to interception radio ratio is 11 to 6 uh their leading rusher has 65 carries and only 361 yards um however Xavier Hutchinson has 49 receptions for 504 yards which is pretty impressive he gets targeted almost 10 times a game um good wide receiver uh, we're gonna have to really take care of but Hunter Deckers doesn't look good under pressure, and Khalid Duke came down to the line last week. We're going to see that again. Uh, Felix Anudike, uh, Iowa State's offensive line, especially on the outside, is a little bit weak this year. They haven't been playing very well, uh, so I think it's going to be a field day for those two uh, sacking Deckers. Um, I'm, I'm going to take Kansas State. I actually think they're going to win by two scores at least in Ames. Uh, Iowa State's defense is pretty stingy, but this offense, I think once it gets going, first of all, it's two-dimensional in the run game which is important and then also Adrian Martinez can pass the ball we saw it against Oklahoma he was able to pass the ball um and he's been a different quarterback these last three weeks or last two weeks than he was in the first three weeks it's really beginning to look like the Tulane game was much more of an anomaly uh but the let's see the over under is 45 I would feel comfortable taking the under there I think Kansas State's going to win by 10 Iowa State's not going to be able to put up a lot of points. It's going to be a classic Big Ten game. Like, it's going to look like a Big Ten game this weekend in Jack Trice. So, Drew, what do you think? Yeah, um, I think Iowa State has what it takes to win, and I do think it's going to be a close game. But seeing what Hunter Deckers looked like under pressure against a KU defensive line that – had been getting close all year, but hasn't really been able to finish. They were able to finish against Iowa State, got a lot of pressure. And K-State's defensive line is way better than KU's. They just are. So unless they unless Iowa State figures something out with blocking, you know, Felix and Khalid Duke and, you know, everyone K-State sends at them, I just don't think Iowa State's gonna be able to score enough. Um I do think Iowa State's defense is really good. And I think that as far as if K-State has to pass the ball, I don't really see like Malik Knowles and Phillip Brooks and whoever else, Cade Warner, getting that separation on their corners. I think their corners are really good. They really shut down – or not shut down, but contain the KU offense that had been one of the best in the country this year so far. Um, so I think this is like a 17-10 to 10 game-ish. So I'm going to pick K-State to win 17-10. to 10. I – you know, if Hunter Deckers can figure it out and take care of the ball, maybe Iowa State can win. But I just don't – I just don't see it. Their offense looks horrible. So, I'll take K-State to win a close one, 17-10. That's baby. How high do they move up in the rankings if they beat Iowa State on the road? 
Um, probably just depends on what happens in front of them. Yeah, because Iowa State's not ranked, but they're. I mean, I think every Big Twelve team is quality, especially going on the road and winning. So I'd say, you know, one of. I mean, one of KU and TCU will lose. They probably could replace that spot, and I'm sure there will be some other people fall in front of them. So maybe, yep. maybe get the top 15. Yep, for sure. All right, moving on to the rest of the Big 12 slate. Again, I am leading in, in in picking these games, so obviously I know ball a little bit better than Drew. I would um, actually argue that neither of us know ball because we're both below 500. But, yeah, but but I know ball a little bit better. Yeah, a little bit. So, um, battle of three and twos. It's the only Big 12 matchup that doesn't feature a ranked team this weekend. Oklahoma and Texas play in Dallas at the Texas State Fair. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're in the Texas State Fair, I don't recommend going down to the Cotton Bowl. I mean, obviously, it's going to be an exciting uh, – it's, it's typically been an exciting matchup, but Oklahoma seems to have shipped it in this year. I don't know why. And Texas is three and two. Uh, I think does Ewers come back for this game? Yeah, that's what they've been saying that he's okay. supposed to. He's been practicing, right. I guess. Texas is favored by nine, and I'll just say this: if Ewers comes back, it's going to be a blowout. It will be a blowout. I don't think Oklahoma will be able to hang with them. Um, I don't know how long Gabriel's out if he can come back this Saturday or not, um, but. I just don't, I don't, I mean, obviously the Red River Showdown is a rivalry game that's very rarely a blowout. You know, teams don't win um, this game by a lot. And we've seen one team get up by a lot, and then the other team storm back into the game often in these last few years. Um, over is 65 and a half. I'm going to take the over on that. I think there'll be a lot of points scored, but I just don't, I don't see how Oklahoma can win this game. After being blown out by TCU and losing to Kansas State, they're not a top they're not the best team in the conference. Unlike some people thought they were in the big, in the preseason picking on win the big 12 wasn't me. Um, but it was Drew. but I don't think Oklahoma is that good this year. I just think it's a first year head coach. There are some growing pains and they've lost. So it almost seems like they're shipping it in for the season for the season. So, uh, drew, what do you have to say about that? Yeah, uh, I was definitely wrong about them. Uh, the K-State loss didn't surprise me as much because their offense looked pretty good, just wasn't able to hit on a bunch of plays. But I don't know what happened against TCU. Like, they're, like I know, like, Brent Venables isn't, like, calling the defensive plays. Like, he's their head coach. But I thought that their defense would maybe improve a little bit over what they were last year. And they just looked horrible. So, looked like there's busted coverages every play. So, I don't know. But, yeah, I think that – a nine point line is assuming that Dylan Gabriel doesn't play. Um, I actually think they could win or keep it close if he did play, but I just think there's probably a pretty big drop off. I think Dylan Gabriel's a pretty dang good quarterback. And yeah, especially if Quinn Ewers plays, even if it's Hudson card, I think I would take Texas all day. So I'm going to assume that Quinn Ewers is going to play and that Dylan Gabriel isn't. So I think Texas wins by two scores. Um, you know, Texas got caught napping a little bit against Texas tech, but um you know, like I said, I think they're a good team, and I think that they're just better than OU. So I'll take I'll take Texas to win as well. All right, so we agree there. Texas, two scores. It's going to be a great game. Well, no, it's not going to be a great game. Boycott Red River. We got you, Tim. You know. Um, but watch. the ratings, the ratings, man, you know. 
Well, obviously. I mean, it's going to really help with the school's budgets because the average fan really cares about how much money their school makes um, in, in, the, in the sports season, especially from TV, uh, TV money, because that really affects the fans. I mean, it really does. So next game on the Big 12 uh, docket, actually last game, uh, this game has gained a name on Twitter, the Dust Bowl. <laughs> uh, between Oklahoma State and Texas Tech. Uh, number seven, Oklahoma State. Uh, they were off last weekend, weren't they? No, they beat Baylor. Ah, yes. They beat Baylor. The gold out. They beat a gold out, ladies and gentlemen. They went it's, into. It's fucking yellow. They went into Baylor. McLean Stadium. Everybody was dressed in gold. Yellow. Everybody. Yeah. Okay. They it's even had yellow. people in the field at the one end of their stadium. Dressed in gold. Yellow. Yeah. All right. And they beat them. They beat the gold out. The players were dressed in gold. All right. I didn't see Dave Miranda. Was he in gold? Uh, I don't know. Well, that if he wasn't, that's why they lost. So, anyway, Oklahoma State goes in there. They win. Uh, Texas Tech, obviously, we talked about their loss to Kansas State. This is a tough game. Oklahoma State's favored by nine and a half. Uh, I... I think Texas Texas Tech has the talent to do it as long as they don't turn over the ball and and back breaking times in the game like they did against Kansas State. Also, if you're down seven to nothing or ten to nothing, don't go for it on fourth and medium in your own on your own half of the field. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Just just helping out whatever his name is at Texas Tech. Joey McGuire. Joey, Joey McGuire. Joey yeah. McGuire, helping him out. Um, but I think Texas Tech can stay close in this one. The Their offense, when it did get going against Kansas State, it did pretty well. Uh, they weren't able to really get into the end zone, um, but they, did, they were able to move the ball against Kansas State. And Oklahoma State, obviously, re- recently has been a defensive team. Uh, they really haven't been tested outside of the Baylor game this year. Uh, they gave up 44 points to Central Michigan, 17 to Arizona State, 7 to Arkansas, Pine Bluff, and then again 25 to Baylor. So they're still a defensive team. They lost their defensive coordinator, but uh, Derek Mason, we all know him. Uh, he is the defensive coordinator at Oklahoma State. Uh, the over-under is 68.5. I'll take the over. Um, I'll take Oklahoma State to win by three. All right. Um, yeah, I think that Texas Tech keeps it close for a while, kind of like the K-State game, but I think Oklahoma State will pull away. I just don't, after watching Texas Tech's quarterback in person, I think he definitely has the tools to be really good, but there's, you know, like he was their backup to start the year for a reason. He just kind of seems all over the place sometimes. And yeah, maybe, who knows, maybe they go for some fourth downs that they get, you know, but I, I think Oklahoma State, I'll pick on the win by 10. And I don't know, I think 60, 69 points or whatever it was seems seems a little high. So I'll, t- I'll take the under. I think this could be like a 34-24 type game. So go Pokes in the, what are they calling it? The Dust Bowl? The Dust Bowl. The Dust Bowl. All right. I like it. Yeah. Well, so Drew, again, only has the opportunity to go up one or – gain one game back for me which is all he's which is all i'm up by right now so hey i hope i hope i lose i hope i lose it yeah 
you know. I hope I lose it too, to be honest with you. Um, I'm regretting picking the Jayhawks uh, in a public space, but that's okay. Uh, but that'll do it for this episode of the Hardly Knowledgeable Podcast. I want to thank you guys for tuning in uh, and listening. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. Our Twitter links are in the bio. It's also at Harley Knowledge on Twitter. Ask us some questions. We'll do our best to answer them. Uh, again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.